This is the Geek Confidential Podcast. Mo Walker, welcome, Mo. Um, beam me up, Luke. Beaming you up to ears everywhere, even in space <laughs> and the future, or going back in time. Star Trek: Picard season two premiered on Paramount Plus. The premiere episode, I was it ended with a massive cliffhanger involving the Borg. As the episodes have continued to play out, we've seen more of how the Borg are factoring into season two. What did you think of that season premiere and how it ended? Well, you know, I thought we were we were getting a, a great deal of setup for what was going to be happening in the second season. And, you know, it it, it, it was very much a catch up episode. Uh, because of course we, the big, uh, to me, uh, obviously the, the big reveal is Picard going to see Guinan portrayed by Whoopi Goldberg, you know, reestablishing that long relationship going back to Star Trek, the next generation. We catch up with, um, with everyone, all of his quote unquote Picard's new crew and friends from the the first season of, of Picard, and uh, I liked where Seven of Nine was. She was uh, basically continuing her activities, you know, um, ab- aboard uh, Rios de uh, La Serena, uh, and how you know Rios is essentially rejoined Starfleet, Stargate. I really liked the setup, and then we get you know the reappearance of the Borg and. You know, the Borg had been kind of humming in the background, major part of the first season. And then, you know, the Borg just swoop in and just starts to decimate everything. And then Q, of all people, um, comes in in the nick of time with a snap of his fingers. (laughs) Guinan obviously was a massive highlight for old school Star Trek fans. Um, Q is also one of those type of characters. Every time he pops up in a, the franchise, you are like, hmm, what's going to happen next? And the Borg coming through the rift, I have to say, for me, even though I loved the the character appearances, for me, them coming through the rift and the attack of the Borg Queen was what really left chills for me as a viewer because I was like, okay, the Borg have leveled up. What did you think? Well, well, my question is, do you think the, they've leveled up with the new Borg queen? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Um, I guess we'll find out as the season progresses. Uh, any other thoughts about the pilot as we, dive into the rest of the season so far i think there's been four episodes or five four we're, we're episode four 
premiered um, this All right, past... the next one comes out on the 31st, so yeah. it hasn't aired yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what did you think of the first four episodes? Well, I mean, overall, I think the pacing, it's buckle up, and you're gone. I mean, like, the first three to four episodes of the first season, it, it just, you, you, you were basically on Earth for, like, uh, not, not quite a third of the season, but here, you know, by the second episode, you know, we're in that alternate reality with the Confederation of Earth. By the time we get to the third episode, we're in, in 2024, and, 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 and it keeps moving. So I, I really think that there, in terms of the pacing, there's been much more of a course correct. I do appreciate how each episode ends. We, we get kind of a cliffhanger. We, we get a cliffhanger ending for each one that provides information that leads you into the next episode. I, I do like the fact that there is a bit of tension um, 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 amongst the crew uh, and this is kind of we're going into spoiler territory this uh, as the episode con- is spoilers for people who haven't watched the first, <laughs> yeah. first four episodes <laughs> so you know we 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 lose elnor um you know in 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 the third episode would i and i don't want to kind of jump back i do like the the notion of the confederation of earth and we're talking about um jean-luc and his uh, known the plume as as the Borg slayer. killer, killer Borg, yeah. excuse me, Borg slayer, Borg slayer. I do agree that it has been a very much of a buckle up season. I thought that the alternate time, accused alternate timeline, where we have uh, Jean Luc Picard turning out to be a bit of a well, he's a slave owner, possibly racist. Yeah. All this other, all these other elements that. Um, people might think of when they think of the word confederate or confederation. I thought that that was very interesting. I thought that it was, it laid the groundwork for going back in time, but I've struggled a little bit with the 2024 episodes. They have not been quite as dynamic. And I'm not sure if that's because for me, 2024 is so close. When I watch Star Trek, I'm not watching it for what's happening in the near present. I'm watching it for what is happening in outer space centuries from now. And so I I haven't been as enthused about episodes three and four as I was about one and two. Well, well I think there's a bit of level setting, certainly in the third episode. Right. So you've got you you ended on a cliffhanger in, in episode two where um, seven uh, husband in the Confederation of Earth timeline. He's caught up with them and um, and we've got to deal with the, the consequences of that. OK, so so once they get out of that sticky wig you know by essentially murdering all of them and of course unfortunately in the process of that that's where the aforementioned elnor gets shot but 
they do this. They have to use the Borg Queen to calculate um, the sling to help them cal- make the calculations for the slingshot re- maneuver around the sun that will allow them to go back in time. And so, and then we get to 2024. You know, so they've got to survey the land. They realize that you know they've got to identify this watcher. Um, they're kind of separated. There's a lot that goes on in that third episode. Um, and and then we then transition into dealing with the issues, contemporary issues more or less. Um, you know, ICE detentions, ICE raids, and so forth. Um, immigration policies in, in this country uh, through the through the eyes of of, of Rios. And, and so I I kind of want to push back on. It. I think a lot happened in episode three. Okay, episode I'm not saying four. things don't happen. I'm just saying. I don't watch Star Trek for the present. Okay, okay, and, and that's that that's fair. But again, this season of Picard is essentially, you know, their version of Star Trek for the Voyage Home. I mean, I I don't know. For for me as a Star <laughs> Trek fan, I get picky about which series I watch. Um and so there are some that I'm like Eh. And then there's others that I love. I love the first season of Picard. I love the first two episodes. I just am not sure that I'm here for. We like we just had a like we're still in a pandemic and it's 2022 and now we're dealing with social ills. It, this is not what I would call escapist television, which is what I normally go to Picard for or, or Star Trek for. But that's just me. Okay, and, and and I think that that is, that's fair. I, I I again, I just I think it does keep with the thing the the season and and keeps with the themes of themes of of Picard. It's you know it's you know Jean Luc on this sort of Don Quixote kind of quest. In in this instance, it's dealing with you know the ramifications of Q and Q feeling like. John Luke has committed this sin and needs to needs to atone, as he leaves, likes to use the word atone, um, and that you know we're getting these bits and pieces dribbled out. I don't. I'm hoping that they're not in 2024 for the rest of this season. That at some point they go back to they the will future. Ha- they will have well, to, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, but the but thing I'm, is, is this is only a ten episode season. This is not like we have twenty two episodes. So I feel like we're we are currently using we've used a fifth of it, and there doesn't seem to be any indication that we'll be leaving twenty twenty four in the next episode. So we'll be at almost thirty or forty percent of the season. We'll be in twenty twenty four at minimum. Now, okay. I do want to ask you about the Borg Queen, who is played by Annie Worshing, which if you are a Daytime Confidential listener, you know she was on General Hospital. Um, And she has done many things since being on General Hospital, including 24. She's been on a couple other genre shows over the since then as well. We love her. What are you thinking of her as the Borg Queen? Oh, I think she's she's fabulous. I mean, you know, and, and you forgot you you didn't mention Luke. She was on the Vampire Diaries. She was Lily Salvatore. She was Damon and Stefan's mother. And to me, um, I think there's a bit of of 
aspects. You know, she, there's a little Lily Salvatore. Uh, there's a little of Emma from when she was on Timeless. Um, maybe even when she was on The Rookie, she was a serial killer on that show. So I, I think, to me, this Borg Queen, much more of, again, I would think a strategist, a chess player, but that's because we're spending a bit more time with her. I love the that dynamic between uh, the Borg Queen and Jean-Luc, obviously, because, of course, you know, Locutus was always one of, you know, the Borg's quote-unquote favored lieutenants. And uh, this sort of cat-and-mouse dynamic between Gerardi, Allison Pill's character, and the Borg, it, 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 which really, you know, which, which gets delved into quite a bit in the, the third and fourth episodes. So I, I'm, I'm really liking her, you know, it, it's like, it, it's essentially, you know, you, you, you're, you're the show where you got the serial killer or the villain has to, has to hang out with the heroes for a purpose, but you know, sooner or later, you know, that's going to come back to bite them. So I'm really interested in when she does make that turn, what happens. What has been your favorite moment so far of all four episodes? Um, I have to say, you know, like episode two, when you have, when Jean-Luc has been transported to Chateau Picard and Q is there, you know, ushering him around, you know, he's taking him through and explaining where the divergence, uh, where things have diverged from the original timeline. You get a bit of that back and forth that, that classic Picard and Q banter. I mean, that slap that um, Q um, gives Jean-Luc, that was very unexpected. I'm, I am I really do like like that dynamic. Um, certainly, you know, follow up to that Guinan and Jean-Luc's bonding. And then and a spoiler for those of you who've seen uh, episode four, we get a young Guinan as well. And... and for me, as an, an old school, uh, a next generation fan, there, there's a lot in here to enjoy. Speaking of New Guinan, what do you think of Ito? And forgive me because I'll mispronounce the last name, Aguirre in the role. What did you think? You know, I, I, I think for what, because the, the problem is. is Boy, like, I don't think I've heard you try to be so diplomatic in the past. Uh, did well, you well, not that, like her? No, no, I didn't. I did not not like her. And I think what it is is because when so when I think Guinan, I am predisposed to Whoopi because I see nothing but Whoopi when I think of Guinan. And that is what we're accustomed to for decades. Right. So there is no 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 setting up of they uh, went back in time to 2024. Well, well, obviously she couldn't look like Whoopi in twenty twenty. Right, right. So, so, but no, no, no. I think the actress, actress in and of itself, does a does does a solid job in the scenes. I I I want to see more of that character. It's just that I'm not. I I think again because of the Guinan Picard relationship, it, it, it's it's a if it's a different aspect of that relationship it's not the same relationship and and so i'm it's a little bit of level setting for me i mean as an actress i i, I think she was she was 
she was she did a good job. Uh, I'm assuming she's gonna come back at some point. Um, but 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 no, I I think again it's a it's the notion that it's like how it's like introducing your your first the first Batman that you were introduced to was your Batman. You know, my first Guinan was Whoopi. And, so, and it's that it's that type of situation. So I want to circle back to the Borg Queen because there was an element of the storyline that we didn't touch on that I definitely want to touch on. What do you think of the fact that they are having Agnes connect with the Borg Queen? Well, I think that's that's the perfect choice. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. De- I'm just wondering what is going to be the residual impacts on Agnes as this season plays out? Because it's sort of like she's going to her more and more as she needs help to get out of sticky situations. I'm like, is this the next seven of nine? We just don't know it. Or is it something where she's going to end up being someone who is addicted to the queen, sort of like a, an addict and can't quite stop her. If that makes sense, mm. uh, which way do you think it will go? Well, I think we're going to, I think we're going to probably get a little bit of definitely can see this shades of, in my, my mind, grooming her to be like some sort of lo- locutus. And at the same time, a, a seven of nine as well. So, so, or, uh, or a eight of nine, or what, whatever you want to call it, but but I definitely think that in terms of Agnes's character arc, um, you know, she's she's very much a trans. It's a character in transition. Like I don't, we've seen. I think we've seen like baby steps, you know, from her progression as a character from season one to season nine. I think she will take on more agency. You know, the longer she's hanging around or in the thrall of the Borg Queen, I I suspect that you know this through line could be carried forward into season three, which which again we'll, we'll see the ramifications of. But but I think it's a it's a good it's a good arc for this character because sometimes you kind of forget Agnes is there. She's kind of like, you know, she's that tech person. You know, you just go, you just go to her for like the the tech issues and, and, and otherwise you don't really think of her as a more active character, more of a passive character. Are you surprised that we haven't seen Soji other than the premiere? Um, no. And, and my rationale I'm and I'm wondering is be, I I mean we well if you go look on IMDb and other places you know that Brett Spiner is going to be coming back as obviously some sort of soon at some point um I I I'm it doesn't surprise me because I think that I think the the soons play a role in in a lot of what's go- the time hijinks that uh, Q is initiated. So, so I think we'll get her later on. I just, I just think they want to build up to 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 bringing back bringing back Soji. And 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 obviously, I mean, I just don't. 
I don't I don't know. I feel like that that's like a, another added complication and what we're already getting, you know, these time shenanigans, which are a bit complicated already. It, I don't know. It, it just because we're going to want to know what, what's what's going on with her. And it, yeah. <laughs> OK, uh, so what what else has stood out for you in the first four episodes of the season that I may not have brought up? Well, I mean, you you, you did touch upon this a little bit, and I, I think I I did appreciate this sort of like mini story arc with uh, uh, Chris Rios, you know, dealing with the immigration system as it currently stands in America, and 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 and, and you know. Th- Going off in that, it, it, I mean, again, it's it's one of those things where I think it's a nice reflection of, you know, from from his timeline. You know, this is an issue that that's it's a non-issue. This this isn't something that's going on. Just it's always interesting to see that fish out of water. You know, whether it's someone from the past jumping to the future and seeing how things have changed, or someone from, in this case, from the future coming back to the past to see how, you know, society hasn't gotten to where we are and, 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 and take some lessons from that. I think in some ways it's also been a, somewhat of a, hum, a humili, uh, not humiliating. Well, it's been a humiliating, he's been, he's being hum, humiliated, obviously, but I, I think, um, he's learning a bit of humility. Yes. Humility, not <laughs> humility. Yes. He, yeah, Rios is is learning a bit of humility, um, and because 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 the, the character up till now has ex- been very cocky and very sure of himself. Certainly in that first, the first season, um, we didn't get too much of that cockiness. He didn't have a whole lot of time as um, captain of the Stargazer. You know, we essentially got him. You know, he's sitting there smoking his cigar or whatever, and then next thing you know, here comes the Borg to to destroy everything. So. Right. So we didn't get a get see get a, get enough of a feel for him and his his new uh, position back in in Starfleet. So so I'm I I think that that it's that's been an interesting little a little arc. Okay. Anything else? Um, you, you know, I I think again, the show has learned certainly learned the lessons, uh, from the the second season. I'm. The fact that we know that this is a three-season show, um, I think, in some ways, it we know that you know there's going to be some sort of ending that will probably set up the third season or whatnot. I, I like the fact that the story has a very narrow for focus and it's kind of not all over the place and. Like I really like the character interactions. I I, I, I love you know the the uh, Raffi and Seven of Nine together. The banter when they were stealing that police cruiser, <laughs> in 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 the fourth episode. You know it's like it's like yeah you, know, you got people from four hundred years of the future trying to drive down the freeway in L A. and it's just it, there's a there was a lot more comedy gold in there than than. Then they only just sort of scratched the surface on that. See, I liked Seven of Nine and Rafi and their little like capers. 
it's almost a little bit of a rush hour vibe with the two of them. One of them being the more comedic, one of them being the like, let's go, go, go type person obsessed. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, that dynamic. I think that overall the season and the characters are, they gel together. Their interactions seem organic. All of that feels right. For me, I just hope that we don't spend too many episodes in 2024. I hope <laughs> that it, we quickly get back to space because that's the the Star Trek that I enjoy most. Uh, if I was wanting to watch stories about um, things on Earth or alternate Earths, I would be go- as with societies that are either current or prehistoric or futuristic. I would be watching at Stargate SG One, <laughs> which I love Stargate SG One. It's just that. I, I have certain exp- expectations for Stargate versus certain expectations for Star Trek. And so for me, I'm like, I need a little bit more of space on Star Trek. Well, I mean, like, what's the chance? I mean, like, like all we need, like, well, or if they stuck in 2024 and the Borg, the Borg queen is actually able to make contact with what other, what, what other variants of the Borg that exist out there during that time period? And they show up now, now you'll get a little bit more space um, in, in your Picard, <laughs> but that what that would lead to all kinds of craziness. Yeah, I, I do agree. I hope they, they get back to um, the future sooner rather than later. <laughs> Any other final thoughts as we wrap this up? No, I, I think that the series continues to move along and that fans of Jean-Luc who who certainly were were hoping to see some more familiar faces i.e. Guinan i.e. Q perhaps we'll get a few more um should really look forward to to the show and check and check it out on, on a regular basis i i think that um i think we're going to have like when all is said and done with Picard we're going to have this nice three season sort of bookend to the tale of Jean-Luc. And I guess this sort of, this is going to be a question that spawns maybe a little bit of longer of a discussion, but do you think that they're setting this up for a spinoff? Do you think that a lot of these characters will end up on a starship together and there will be a passing of a torch from Jean-Luc to say Rios or seven of nine or whomever as a new captain. Oh, I absolutely. I think that we're going to get a, at least a spin, one spinoff, maybe two spinoffs just because that's just been the nature of these, these the star Trek franchise since discovery premiered. I mean, we've got strange new worlds coming and which was a spinoff of that. There was the sec, there was the in development section nine. To me, it, it makes perfect sense that they would spin off some folks from uh, Picard, and that, that and to me that that uh, Soji just being in a to me that makes sense. It, there there are a lot of possibilities here. I, I I think that yeah, I would not be surprised if uh, certainly by the by the time season three airs because it's already ra- uh, they've already wrapped filming it and there um, there were some posts on online and I, I wouldn't be surprised if if by late 2022, early 2023, they're talking about potential spinoffs for Picard. 
On that note, we'd encourage you to comment on this episode at the Facebook group for uh, Geek Confidential. You can find that link on the Geek Confidential website. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash GK Confidential. You can find me on Twitter at Luke underscore Kerr, and Mo is at Dr. Mo 77. Uh, We thank you for listening. Until next time, so long. Bye, everybody.